Deutsche Welle. Learning by ear. Listen up. Shape your future. Hello and welcome to the 10th and final episode of the Learning by Ear series, Africa's Physically Challenged People. In our previous episode, Chitoto was rushed to hospital by Mr. and Mrs. Mali after they accidentally hit him with their car as he crossed the road, completely drunk. Stay tuned as we wind up the story in today's episode entitled, Olwanda's Story. Let's join Mr. and Mrs. Mali as they drop off Chitoto at his home after he had been examined by Dr. Esther in hospital. Here, right? This is where you live? You sure of that? Yes, this is it. That over there is my father. My husband? You go and talk to him. He looks very, very angry. Okay, let us do this then. Chitoto! Chitoto, where have you been? What have you done to these people this time? Chitoto, mm-hmm. why do you have bandages? What happened? I can explain everything. It was sheer luck. Those were the words of Dr. Esther after she had examined Chitoto. He had been lucky enough to escape any serious injury that would have either cost him his life or disabled him physically like Olwanda. Afterwards, Mr. and Mrs. Mali drove home, but to their surprise, Kangwa was not there. To make matters worse, most of her belongings were not there either, except for a letter addressed to her mother. Mrs. Mali took the letter, hands trembling, and... Open it. We need to know quickly what Kangwa is up to. Dear Mom and Daddy, don't worry about me. In case you hadn't noticed, I am now an adult and I believe it's time for me to move out. Dad, thanks for everything. Mom, I still love you and I wish you'd met Olwanda's mother. She's a wonderful person. And I will marry her son. I can't wait to be her daughter-in-law. Kangwa. What have I done, my God? Mrs. Mali felt a pang of guilt after reading her daughter's letter. She was relieved that Kangwa was safe, but deeply hurt by the last words of her daughter. Mr. Mali could not even bring himself to comment. Meanwhile, at Olwanda's place... Kangwa, you cannot do this. They are still your parents. You need to go back. Besides, you cannot stay here. That will create a bigger problem. Olwanda, I don't want to stay with a parent who is not tolerant, who does not understand that disabled people are actually people too, with feelings and emotions, who are able to love and have the need to be loved back. That's true, Kangwa. But still, you need to go back. Running away is never the answer. As Olwanda tried to convince Kangwa to return home, Mr. Mali arrived in the company of his wife, who looked remorseful and ashamed. Let's catch in on their conversation. my dear, beautiful daughter. Mom, <laughs> Dad, what are you doing here? Your mom said she wouldn't sleep until she makes it right with you. She literally pulled me here. Olwanda, this here is my mother. You have met my father before. I am so delighted to meet you, madam. Oh, it's nice to meet you too, Olwanda. Kangwa, can I have a word with you? <laughs> As usual, ladies do the talking, men do all the work. 
<laughs> Come on, Luanda, let me tell you who is coming tomorrow. You will not believe this. Kangwa, I have thought a lot about my stand on your relationship with Luanda. And today this accident made me see things differently. Accident? What accident, mom? Are you okay? Yes, yes, your father and I are both fine. Never mind. I will tell you about it later. Um, the thing is, I was so wrong to have said such cruel words about Luanda. And I only came to tell you that I am so sorry. So please come back home. And from tonight on, you will see a different mother. I promise. As mother and daughter aired out their differences, it seemed as if every household in Maganye was talking about the demonstration organized by Oluanda. One such home was Karemi's, where Karemi, Zabibu and their grandmother Teresa were gathered around the table. Grandma Teresa, everyone in Maganye will be attending the march. Maybe I should organize another one for albinos. Zabibu, you are too young. And then again... There are not so many albinos in Maganye as disabled people. That should not be a reason to stop her from coming, grandmother. She has faced the same kind of treatment as most people with physical disabilities. If she shows up, she will be speaking for all the other albinos. And I will be there to watch over you. Anyone who offends you, offends me and my family name. Karimi, now I see that I don't need to protect Zabibu anymore. She's in safe hands with you. Go to sleep now. You will both need the strength for tomorrow. Yes! That night, one could almost feel the excitement that was hanging in the air. For the next day, one of the biggest and largest gatherings was going to take place. All the disabled people of Maganye were at the head of the crowd, led by Oluanda, Kangwa, Gidi, and would you believe it, Chitoto. We want we want equal rights. We want equal rights. We want equal rights. We want equal rights. We want equal thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, this is not a political rally. It is a peaceful march to tell our government, our leaders, that we, the physically disabled, deserve equal rights and opportunities. just about me. It is about every disabled person here, at home, in hospitals, everywhere in our country and in Africa. Thank you all very much for coming and showing us your support. Now, now I shall hand over to a political leader who will say a few words before we start the march. Hello everybody! Hello, everybody! We have heard your cries. We shall push for a new law in Parliament that guarantees equal rights to the physically disabled in every area of life. Be it in education, in health, social issues, and even in politics. It is time! Equal rights for the disabled! Equal rights for the disabled! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah!
Olwanda, I know you must hate me after all I put you through. You don't need to take me back as a friend, but all I ask of you is that you forgive me. I am trying to change my ways after almost losing my life. Chitoto, losing a leg has taught me many things. One of them is that hate eats you from the inside like cancer. I forgive you a long time ago. That is how I became free of any hate and guilt. Come on now, let's change the match. I want to introduce you to my new friends. And so on and on they marched, in the full glare of the media, stopping from place to place to hear the stories of their physically disabled fellow citizens about the difficulties they were facing and the challenges in their life. Mr. and Mrs. Mali couldn't hide their tears on seeing their daughter so involved in all of it. Zabibu, Karemi and Grandmother Teresa also gave their support. And in Teresa's own words, the calabash had been broken. The disabled people would no longer be forgotten. And that brings us to the end of our story entitled Africa's Physically Challenged People. The story was written by Crispin Mwakideu. To listen to this episode again or the previous ones in this series or to subscribe to our podcasts, please visit www.dw-world.de forward slash LBE. We would appreciate your comments on what you have learned from the series and also do not hesitate to share your experiences. Goodbye for now. Until next time. <laughs>